0: This is the Perspective Detective Podcast, Episode 2, Grace for Now. Hi, I'm Sabrina DeYoung. I'm a life coach, and I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is the Perspective Detective Podcast. Here, I'm going to share true principles and mind management tools to help you live in a more empowered way with you as the creator of your life. Let's do this. My husband and I were in a city together a few months ago, somewhere we had never been before. And we were just kind of trying to kill some time and we needed something to eat. And we were in a really cute spot in town. And we were like, okay, we know we want to, we just knew we wanted to eat. We wanted to find some restaurants. And we were at a park and there was a map of this area of town. And so we're looking at the map. We're like, okay, this is great. There's a map. How cool. And... No, kind of looking down and like, okay, we figured out where we want to go. We point to the map. This is where we want to go. But then we're like, okay, that's awesome. But where are we? <laughs> and so we're looking around at the map, trying to figure out where we were. And then I noticed, I'm like, oh, there's this big smudge mark on the map. There's this big spot that's been rubbed off because everybody comes over and they put their finger on the map that says you are here. Or sometimes it has a little star. And we're like, okay, we're here. Now we can figure out where we're going. We cannot get the direction oriented correctly if we don't know where we are. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about knowing where you are before you can even figure out where you are going. So I really like CrossFit. That's just one of my favorite hobbies. I like that I have to work hard for it and that there's a lot of variation and it kind of gets me out. It kind of gets me into a mental space that is different than what I'm used to and is is just empowering for me. I just like it. I'm not saying that you have to like CrossFit. I'm just saying that I really like it and I liked it enough that I became a coach and I coached for 3 years through 2 pregnancies and I I just loved it. I loved it. I just felt really great and I really enjoyed coaching and I really liked hitting different goals and then I had my fourth baby and also went through some other just hard stuff just hard things in life and then we'd moved and i felt like i had to quit crossfit to just really focus on my family because of the things that we were going through and i actually kind of went through a little bit of depression but i remember thinking i've just got to get back to crossfit it's just the thing that i love so i tried to go back and i just couldn't accept that i did not have the same capabilities that i had before i had even gotten pregnant and also gone through the, you know, just the trauma stuff that we had just recently gone through. So I would try to do the workouts, try to lift the same weights, try to do the same movements and everything. And I was not in a good mental space. And I wasn't at my best physical condition because I had just had a baby, let alone be in the right mental space. So I quit. I just couldn't do it. (laughs) I was going home every day, just crying because I couldn't do the things that I expected to be able to do. I couldn't do the things that I had done before. And so it was really not good for my mental health like it had been before. And it wasn't good for my body like it had been before because I wasn't being kind to myself. So I actually spent three years just working on my brain and getting into a healthier mental space. Um, only just recently, just a few months ago, I felt like I was ready to go back to CrossFit. And I was like, okay, I'm I, I'm actually okay with where I'm at now. I went back and I, of course, had lost lots of muscle mass and forgot some of the technique and didn't even have the capability to do the technique. But this time was different. I wasn't going home crying every day. I wasn't breaking down in the workouts and having a self-pity party. I had decided that I'm just going to have fun and I'm going to accept where I'm at. And I've been able to progress because of the mindset that I've been in where I'm like, I'm just having fun and this is where I'm at. I'm not as strong as I used to be. I'm this strong. I'm not as coordinated as I was before. I'm this coordinated now. It's been a really interesting experience for me to be able to scale and to just enjoy being me, just enjoy being where I'm at and accepting how I am now. And I'm having a lot of fun now. Okay, so I want to give you another example of how it's more helpful to accept where you are than trying to be somewhere else than where you are on your journey. So imagine you have a child that is throwing a tantrum. Maybe your child is crying, hitting, wailing on the floor, um, throwing things at you. My child throws things at me. He said, <laughs> I have. I guess I have one particular child that I have in mind that that." he's a little more intense. He says really big words, probably the biggest words that he can think of, which is I hate you and I want to kill you, mom. <laughs> um he's he's a great kid, but he says lots of scary things when he's throwing a tantrum. So just imagine whatever it is that your kid does when he or she is throwing a tantrum. How are you feeling? And what are you going to do? You're probably getting really frustrated maybe really angry that your kid is acting this way, like, you should know better. I have taught you better. That's what I think sometimes. Um, When our kids often throw tantrums, we often actually end up mirroring them. When my kid is like, I hate you, and I'm like, that's fine. I hate you, too. Um, (laughs) Or, I never think I want to kill him, but... (laughs) Anyway, we'll anyway, we'll lose our cool, we'll yell, we'll threaten, we'll use force We're like, if you don't stop throwing a tantrum, I'm going to throw you in your room or I'm going to leave you here at the store and I never want to see you again. But essentially, what ends up happening is because we want the tantrum to stop so much, we end up throwing a tantrum ourselves. What's really going on here is that we want the tantrum to stop. We want them to feel better so that we can feel better because it doesn't feel good when our kid is throwing a tantrum. And we think that the kid having a tantrum is the problem. We end up not being the parent that we probably want to be because we're not paying attention to where we are now. We're focusing just on where we want to be, which is, I don't want to feel frustrated, right? I don't want my kid to be doing this. I don't want to feel hated, Tech, really, for me, like I said, my kid is telling me that he hates me, or I don't want to feel embarrassed right now that my kid is laying on the floor in the grocery store. So let's go back. Let's bring it inward to where we are now. You are here. Feel the frustration. You are frustrated. Okay, your child is frustrated. This is where we are in this moment on the map. You are here. Just think about that next time your kid is throwing a tantrum. Instead of throwing a tantrum back, be like, okay, how am I feeling? Drop into your body. Where am I at? I am frustrated. This is this is frustration. My kid is feeling frustrated. I promise it'll be so much more helpful for you and your kid if you can look back, find that star on the map. Where are you now? Instead of thinking, let's make this part be over. Try changing the thought to right now, my kid is having big emotions. That's what's happening right now. Right now my kid is clearly frustrated with whatever is happening right now. Right now, I am frustrated with what's happening right now. Be all in on that thought rather than resisting it and thinking that it should go away. I'm frustrated. What does frustrated even feel like? What if instead of trying to make the tantrum go away and in turn, you know, throw our own tantrum, we got curious about frustration, got curious about the tantrum, Not moving on to a new thought, but accepting where we are now. I'm frustrated. I'm choosing to be frustrated. (laughs) And that's okay. What if you sat in that curiosity and even brought in, maybe, I mean, you could bring in love. Maybe you don't have a lot of love for your kid right now, but at least bring in curiosity, both for yourself and for your child. It's so much more helpful if you can actually just love yourself where you are at. Not jumping from one place to the next without knowing where you are. From there, at least from my experience, it's so much easier to be a parent and to be the parent that I want to be by allowing those feelings to come in and accepting them. You slow down your brain, allow the emotions during the next tantrum. Let me know how it goes. I am going to talk about feelings and how to feel your feelings more in depth in another episode. So don't worry about that if you don't know how that is or how to do that. Okay. So we often tell ourselves stories that we should be further along because of, I don't know, whatever reasons. Okay. So I have a friend that actually sees every birthday as like this big catastrophe. Like you don't want to be around her on her birthday because it's just the worst. She is always looking at her age as a new reason to see how she is behind. She's always looking at it as like such a bummer. Like I should be further along right? I should be, I should know more. I should be doing more. I should have a bigger house. I should have more kids. I should be further in my career. Whatever it is, like she, every time she has a birthday, it's always, oh, but so-and-so who is younger than me is doing better than me. It's not super fun. But the fact is, our brains are actually innately and naturally wired for negativity. It's just what's easy for us. It's actually our primal instincts. That negativity bias was super useful for our ancestral survival, right? They had to be on high alert for all the danger and figuring out what to eat. And they had to have this negativity bias in order to survive. But now we live in a pretty safe place. And we don't really need to do that anymore, which is actually really good news. Because we have more choices and we have the abilities more to use a higher consciousness. But keeping in mind that we have a negativity bias that is just going to happen, I just bring that up because I just want you to know that you are totally normal if you think you are behind, if you think you are not enough, if you think, you know, if you're comparing yourself to somebody else, like that just is a very normal human thing to do. I'm just offering another perspective, another way. So your brain is going to tell you, I'm 38 years old and I should be further along. I have a college degree. I should know better about this. I have four kids. I should know how to parent the youngest one. I still don't know how to parent the youngest one. (laughs) She's just different than the others. They're all different. And that's okay. Lots of shitting on ourselves. I did say (laughs) shitting. it's just not helpful. Just don't do it. Or do. <laughs> but really don't. It's not helpful. We also tend to pity ourselves through comparison. Comparison is a way that we like to make ourselves feel bad about ourselves. And even if that comparison is of ourselves, like I was doing when I had gone back to CrossFit after my fourth baby, I was comparing myself to pre-pregnancy Sabrina, pre traumatic life experience, Sabrina. And I was like, I should know better. I should be able to do these things. I should be able to lift heavier. But I couldn't because that's not where I was at that time. So I know I've heard, I've heard certain quotes that say something like, you should only compare yourself with yourself, right? Like the race is just yours. And I just bring this up because I'm just want to caution that we are not always in a constant upward trajectory. Like I said, at least for me, a lot of the time it's like two steps forward and one step back. Climb up the mountain, fall halfway back down. Then you have to figure out a new path, how to get back up. I don't know. I don't know if you guys can relate to that. But after I've fallen off a cliff, it's not necessarily always helpful for me to look up at that peak that I used to be on and lament and cry about how I used to be up there. I used to be up there. But guess what? No, I'm not. Now I'm here. Now I'm at the bottom of the mountain. and. I'm going to have to figure out a new way how to get back up there. And that's okay. Again, this is where I'm at. I still have the goal to get up the mountain. Or maybe my goal has changed. Maybe your goal changes. Sometimes we fall down. And that's okay. It's okay if your goal changes. But again, what's important is knowing just where you are before you can figure out where to go. Let's talk about Jesus Christ here for a minute. I love Jesus. And I'm going to bring him up a lot in this podcast. (laughs) But he was the only perfect human that ever grew up, and he grew up one step at a time. The scriptures even say he received not of the fullness at first, but continued from grace to grace until he received a fullness. Yes, even the Son of God, the Savior of the world, had to learn one step at a time. Why should we expect to be any different? I highly doubt that baby Jesus said, well, dang, I should be preaching already. My mission was to save the world. Why am I still in this baby body? All right. And let's just keep going with this baby thing here. When babies are learning to walk, there's no drama about how they should be further along. Babies don't look around at the big kids and the adult and say, well, gosh, I should be walking better by now. I'm one year old. No, they fall. They get up. They fall. They get up. They fall. They get up. Falling and getting up is actually what strengthens them it's what strengthens their arm their legs their core like all of that is necessary for the learning to walk and physical growth process it's actually pretty amazing this is where i am this is what i do just keep moving forward step by step by step my six-year-old son just started kindergarten and we actually we held him back a year he's six and he has several friends that are his same age who are in first grade but he's never once asked me why he's not in first grade he's just excited to go to school he just is where he's at he doesn't even give it a thought he's just he's just going to school and he's just excited to learn he's just interested in learning okay so maybe you're thinking okay well those are kids those are babies that's jesus well duh like he was perfect right and kids don't know any better but i do know better I should be further along because I know better. I know what I'm capable of. I know what people similar to me have done and are capable of. What I'm telling you is that the should thought that I should be or it should be or they should be, anything should be, is never going to be helpful to moving you in the direction you want to go. What is helpful is grace for grace. I actually love this wording rather than step by step or moment by moment or or learning one topic to the next, but grace to grace. All right, going back to that scenario of child throwing the tantrum. I'm mad right now that my child is throwing a tantrum. I am going to just feel mad. I'm going to be mad or frustrated or overwhelmed. And that feeling is not going to kill me. Maybe it's making me feel a little bit weaker right now. Maybe I'm not gonna show up as the mom that I want to show up as. Maybe before I was feeling better, before I was being a really cool mom, but that's okay. That's okay because this is the human experience, and right now I'm pretty frustrated. Or going back to my my CrossFit example, I'm weak right now. I used to be stronger, and now I feel inadequate. Feeling inadequate or weak is not going to kill me. It's just where I am right now. We absolutely need to give ourselves grace in order to progress and move along in our journey of progression. There's no grace in should. There's no grace in comparison. There's no grace in regrets or self-inflicted insults. Listen, you have a good reason for being where you are. You do and there's absolutely nothing productive or helpful in being self-deprecating about your present self. There's nothing helpful about hating yourself or putting yourself down or being self-abusive. I see you. Nearly all of us do this at some point. Some of us do it more than others. I often hear Jody Moore say you can't hate yourself better. And believe me, I've tried. I have tried to hate myself better and Guess what? It didn't work. Has it ever worked? Has it ever worked for you? I bet you've probably tried (laughs) too. And believe me, I've tried. Maybe you've tried too. Did it work? My guess is no. So you may get some quick short term results to try and change the circumstance, but it never lasts. This is why yo yo dieting happens. We can do something quick and short term like crash diets and such. You can lose a bunch of weight really fast doing diets. They do work. That's why people do them because diets work but often we are not dieting with the right focus in mind. We're trying to just change the circumstance and not change the way that we are thinking about ourselves. And so it doesn't last. You bounce right back to where you were before and maybe even slide a little bit further from where you wanted to be. If you tell your GPS a direction, a place where you want to go, it does not care where you have been. All it cares about is where you are now. It doesn't care that that earlier today you were at target and then that you brought your husband lunch and that you took your kid to preschool no it just wants to know where you are now which is probably at home and where you want to go i don't know where that is for you (laughs) but that is why it's such an effective tool that's why a gps or a map is such an effective tool because all it needs to know is where you are now in this very present moment and then it can show you where you want to go no drama just here just now So I am all for progressing. To me, it is the purpose of life, learning, growing, progressing. However, we cannot progress without acknowledging and accepting where we are now. That's the first step. Once you've figured out where you're starting from, give yourself that grace for where you are, then you can move from there thank you for listening today. If you like this podcast, please give it a five-star review on Apple or wherever else you listen to your podcast. If they give you the review option, you can find me on Instagram at Sabrina Perspective Detective. And if you are interested in one-on-one coaching, then go ahead and reach out to me and we will schedule a time. I really appreciate you listening and I hope you have a great day.